Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real with Ronnie. I'm back again. I made a I made an episode earlier today, this morning about a home about home wrecking. So anyway, today I'm coming back again to discuss childhood traumas and how long should you be able to hold on to those traumas? How do you handle it? Should you seek therapy? Should you try to get through it on your own? And by you being, by you doing it on your own, how strong can you be? For how long are you going to remain strong? See, the thing is, the ones that are trying to stay strong, it really it spews out in different ways, you know, or it'll come out maybe years later because you held it in for so long. Or you got some that actually express in different manners behind their childhood traumas. You have a lot of people that turn to drugs, alcohol. You have women that become promiscuous, depending on what their childhood traumas consist of. So, you know, of course, you have females who were raped. 90% of them turn out promiscuous and 90% guaranteed. And then, you know, you have those who's got just come from dysfunctional families. You know, I consider that a childhood trauma. Because I've, I definitely come from a, a dysfunctional family. Not a lot of people know that I do, but I do. I totally do. And, um, you know, me, myself and my siblings, we went through a traumatic experience with our now deceased, uh, well, we consider him a stepfather, which I never liked considering him because he was a monster. But he's my younger sibling's father. And uh, so, yeah, my mother met him when I was maybe nine years old because her and my father had split up. And she met this guy. And they were together for, I say, maybe 15 years because I believe they split up when I, um, I had my daughter. I was like 21. So, yeah, they were together for a while. But, you know, in that time, it was a traumatic experience. Like, he was a terrible, terrible human being. He really was. And a lot of people didn't know that we were experiencing uh, these these issues, you know, this abuse that we were going through in in our house. Like, once I I became an adult, I look back and I always ask myself, now as an adult, why didn't I tell anyone? You know what I mean? Not sexually. I mean, I was never sexually abused. Physical, I was physically and mentally abused. Not sexually, just physically. And, but, you know, abuse is abuse. You know, one isn't less traumatic than the other, you know? They're both uh, trauma, you know? Has a lot to do with childhood trauma. And, um, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know, uh, And I don't know, because of how what we went through growing up has a lot to do with why uh, we're all, my siblings, there's six of us, why we aren't close-knit. Well, I'm assuming that may play, I don't know. I just think like the parent plays a huge part in that, you know, whether or not the siblings are close-knit or, you know at least have respect for one another don't get me wrong everyone all siblings go through arguments and stop speaking for years months or what have you 
But um, yeah, myself and my siblings, a lot of us, we're not so close knit. I think the girls are more close. It's like it's three boys, three girls. The three girls, we're like one, you know, out of the three girls, it's myself, my, my baby sister. She's the baby of the six of six of us. She's the last. And then it's my middle, it's my sister. Um, that's a year younger than me. Um, yeah, me and my, my sister, that's a year younger than me. We have our issues, but you know, we always seem to be there for one another, but I'm only to say, I'm just going to just explain to you that out of the six of us, when I told you it's three boys, three girls, the girls seem to be a lot more closer than the, um, we're closer with each other than we are with the boys. So out of the three boys, uh, the middle brother he would be the fourth born yeah we're pretty cool with him he's cool he's 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 harmless you know he's so yeah we um get along pretty well now I do have one brother I have no relationship with and I choose never to have one with him and that's another that's another um conversation but yeah he's literally non-existent to me it, but I'll one day I'll explain why you know yeah non-existent so yeah so I'm just trying to ex, I'm just trying to figure out how long because of what you've gone through as a kid and you turn it you become an adult and those things follow you you know what I'm saying and you know only a person who experienced what only another person who's experienced tra- um, childhood trauma you know, can actually relate to what I, what I'm trying to say, at least it's kind of difficult for me to talk to because I talk about, because I kind of don't want to talk about it. But then again, I do, you know what I'm saying? Because I know I should speak to someone professionally, but I just chose not to. So I'm thinking this platform here will help me out some. And, um, yeah, so I think the fact that I held minds in so long, one day about eight years ago, I think it was, I literally had a panic attack because I finally actually expressed my um, feelings to my mother. And I guess because I held it in for so long, that was the reaction that I got. I guess, you know, because I had it in, I held it in for so many years. And um, yeah, I had a panic attack by expressing myself because I've never said anything to her. It's like that. You know how um, certain things in family, um, in the family, certain families is just like off limits to talk about. It's just like we just never discussed it. Like none of my siblings and I have ever discussed the abuse we received from this monster that my mother was with. And I'll say his name. His name is Barry, and I hate him. Literally hate him. Like, he's deceased. And when I heard he died, I said, I really don't give a damn. Because he was a monster. He literally came into our family and turned it upside down. Uh, Yeah, so, like, we never actually talked about it. Me and my sister talk about it all the time. Well, my sisters, my little sister, she was too young to really experience what we, we went through. Not a... The five of us, really the four of us got the brunt of it. The four older ones, like myself, 
my older brother and my younger sister, uh, my sister that's a year younger than me, and my brother that's a year younger than my, well, he's the last. Well, out of the six, the four oldest, I'm saying it was the last one was my brother out of us four, the older ones. Now, the last two that she had the kids by, by him, they didn't really get to experience what we went through. You know, thank God they didn't, you know, the, um, out of the two younger ones, one of them did, no, not as much as we did, but he did do some grimy shit to them also. He was just literally a fucking monster. I lie to you not. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like that's, I don't know. I don't even know if I want to even talk about it, you know, but I know I should, but it's so much more to it and um yeah i just i don't know i like i just i kind of i do somewhat blame my mother because she was supposed to protect us and i don't know if it's because she was a housewife and she depended upon him financially which a lot of women actually do stay in abusive relationships because she was abused also it's not like he he abused us and he abused her but I'm thinking like most mothers will feel like, fuck that. I'm one, I, abusing me is one thing. But then when you go after my children, that's another thing. You know, that's just the mindset I assume she should have had. But I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm assuming because she was dependent upon him financially, she probably didn't think she would be able to survive out there without him. You know what I mean? Because he did used to tell her that no one would ever want her with as many kids as she had. So I don't know if that actually stuck in her head. I'm assuming it did. You know, he would always say, oh, nobody's going to ever want you with six kids. And, you know, sometimes a guy can just break down, break you down mentally. And you start to believe that shit. So I'm assuming that's probably what it was, you know. But still, at the same time, the sort of abuse that we experienced by this man, you know, I would have been like, fuck that. I'll just go into a shelter. I'm sure they had shelters back then because all this happened in the um, 70s. It happened. It started in the 70s when she met him all the way up until uh, I say the mid. My daughter was born in 87. I say, yeah, like the early 80s. So, yeah, it happened. It continued for many years. So you can see why I'm, I'm on here expressing like how strong can you how long can you remain strong and how long can you hold on to childhood trauma? You know, because if you hold on to it, it comes out in different manners. You know, you, 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 you seem more angry well, you be protective over certain situations that remind you of situations that you've gone through as a child. You know what I'm saying? I remember one time I was at my um, girlfriend's house. When we were in high school. So I had to be like 18, 17, 18. And um, her father came home early and she was like, hide, hide. Now, her father was a, no- a no-nonsense t- type of guy. And... Um, she hit me in her closet and for some reason while I was in her closet hiding I was shaking and I don't know why I was shaking because it's not as if he was going to do anything to me he wasn't my father that was their father but I guess behind what I went through I was going through in my household 
with um, my younger sibling's father, again, traumatic experiences. So, you know, I didn't know that that affected me in that manner. But when that happened that day and I was in a closet and I just could not stop shaking. So obviously, you know, and you know what I went through effect is it was affecting me. And I just had no idea because, you know, you try to put it in the back of your mind and you try to forget about it because it happened so much and it continued for so many years. It's just like it becomes normal, you know, and um, you don't think about it. But then certain things happen and you start to react. So obviously I was traumatized and I'm almost certain um, to some extent I'm still traumatized if something were to happen that reminded me of the abuse that I received as a kid, you know, I'm sure I'll react that way. But I just want to know, like, how long do you let go? Because I have discussions with my sister about this all the time. And, you know, she kind of gets kind of upset because, well, not upset. She gets defensive when I say, well, you need to let it go. Or, you know, you can't let it um, outlive. You can't let your past uh, influence your present life you know what I mean like you can't let it drag you down and I really do feel that way but I know at the same time it does have to be talked about and it has to come out some sort of way I just like to suppress it which is not healthy but and I think others should do that but like my sister said not everyone is alike and I I I agree with her now I agree because I just because I handle my childhood trauma differently I shouldn't expect someone else to handle their trauma, their childhood trauma, the way I handle mine. Because the fact that I held mine in for so long, I experienced a panic attack. Again, like I said, me putting it in the back of my head, you know, forgetting about it. Obviously, me putting it back there, it it didn't go anywhere because something triggered it. You triggered me to react to something that reminded me of my childhood trauma, right? So I just don't know, like, all I can do is just to say, like, most, if you're out there and you've experienced a childhood trauma and um, it's dragging you down, I know it's hard, but I think it's just best to try to talk about it with somebody to someone else. And maybe they experience the same thing, but I don't think you should let it dictate your future. Like, I just don't think you should allow it to ruin, you know, your life going on. Like, you just can't live in the past. I'm not telling you to forget about it because I know I haven't forgotten about it. I wouldn't be talking about it now. I'm 53 years old. This started happening to me when I was like 10 years old. And it didn't stop until I was like 18 years old. So, yeah, it went on for a long time. So, yeah, you can't forget about it. But I'm just saying I try not to let it run my life. You know, I try not to let it dictate my life now as an adult. You know, I try to move on. I don't want it to just ruin happiness for me, you know? So I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, how how strong is too strong? And how long do you think you have to hold on to something that's just embedded in your in the back of your head, something you've experienced as a kid? And it's traumatic for you. And you've never really spoken to a professional, you know, and you're dealing with it on your own. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's hard. Like I said, everyone, you know, handles their um, trauma differently. Yeah. So like, you know, as I was saying prior to this, I was just saying, like, I come from, I come from a totally, I come from a very, like, I wonder if that the reason my family is so dysfunctional does the fact that 
that guy, that monster that entered our lives had anything, had an effect on us being dysfunctional because I, my family is totally dysfunctional. Totally. There was like, I remember I was trying to go to college. I had no support. Most family members to try to support you to go to school. I mean, my family, my, uh, my household was always in an uproar. There was never a dull moment in my home, in my homes to the point when I go to other people's houses and I see how quiet it was. I kind of enjoyed that because my house stayed lit. It was always some sort of arguing, fighting. It was just insane. And this went on for years, years and years and years and years. Like even our daily lives inside our inside of our homes with us growing up together it was just always something. It was never a quiet moment in our households ever. And I'm not even exaggerating. Every place we lived in Brooklyn, every apartment that we lived in, there was always some sort of drama. It was just crazy. So, and people wonder why, you know, you know, a lot of people call my sister crazy, the one that's a year younger than me, but I don't think she's crazy. I think like, like I said, her childhood traumatic experiences, you know, followed her and that's how she handles it, you know? So, and like I said, I handle, I handle mine differently than she does, you know? She couldn't handle it as well as I did. I'm not saying I handled it any better, but I think I suppressed it better, is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, I just think that, like, um, just on here to say, um, can your childhood trauma, your, your dysfunctional family affect your adult life is what I guess what I'm trying to say you know I'm almost certain it, it does it's like I said it's just like how you handle things and put things in, in perspective and you know try to move on with life and stay strong right I know that's what I'm doing but it's more to the story when I tell you when I tell you I can write a book and I started to write a journal and I do want to write a book about my childhood life um, my traumatic experience, my dysfunctional childhood. I do want to write a book about that. I just don't have the energy to sit there with a pen and paper. I really don't. I think if I can put it in a recording and just talk into a recording and then um, have it type out for me, which they do have an app for that. I did find that, but I would have to probably figure out a way how to downloaded and you know when you're speaking to a microphone it, it types almost precisely how you pronounce things so that would be a headache in that area but it'll help you know it'll alleviate me using a pen and paper so anyway I'm not going to continue any longer because like I said it's deeper than what I just said to you it's so much deeper you have no idea but anyway guys thanks for listening and um Try to enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, stay true to yourself. Have a good one, guys. Peace.